0: Grab your wine, put your headphones on and relax. Let's rip open the cover of the sealed section. Welcome to After Dark with Louise Wilkinson.
1: I want to speak to you about intimacy. People think that intimacy is about sex, but intimacy is about truth. When you realise that you can tell someone your truth... When you can show yourself to them, when you can stand in front of them and their response is, you're safe with me, that's intimacy. Tonight, I'm going to ask you to look at your sexual truth. Have you considered exactly where you sit on the sexual spectrum? Is your sex life hot, heavy and pushing the boundaries? Is it safe, predictable and comfortable? Or is it non-existent? Tonight on Lipstick After Dark, we run the full gamut From the outer extremes of experimentation, to facing your true identity, to dry spells and disconnection from those we once devoured, it's always an eye-opener. Welcome to this week's Lipstick After Dark.
0: We all know the brain is the biggest sex organ, so it's no wonder there's a fair bit of psychology behind our sexual practices. Our resident sex and relationships therapist, Gabrielle Laurie, helps us navigate our way around the bedroom or whichever room takes your fancy. What head are you thinking with on After Dark? Researching
1: this show, I need to tell you that there isn't a lot that I haven't delved into, but this particular term that was brought to me by our resident sex and relationships therapist, Gabrielle Laurie, was something I had never heard before. That being bed death. Gabrielle, help. I don't know what what this is.
2: (laughs) So I suppose that term is probably not used really anymore because it was coined by Pepper Swartz, a sociologist, and um, talking about same-sex women-attracted couples that forget to have sex for a year or so. Okay. You know, or or a couple of months. But really, it's now called a sexless marriage and, and evidence shows that it happens to heterosexual couples, it happens to gay men, it happens to everyone. So it's not many people use that term anymore. It was just started there. Sure.
1: Yeah. Okay. I get it. I was, I was very intrigued when uh, we sort of flagged that this might be a topic that we could talk about. And how often do you see sexless marriages in your line of work and brought to you as an issue?
2: Pretty often. Right. And the numbers are growing. So a sexless marriage – or bed death might be termed as less than once a month. Right. So sex ten times a year is okay. still a sexless marriage, seen by you know a lot of experts. So, mm. however, if both of you like your your number one love language isn't physical touch, and you're both fine with that, and you both got so many other ways you feel loved by each other, mm. maybe quality time and words of affirmation, and you laugh together, and you know you got a Great projects, working as a team together. You might not be. You might be fine. So it's not a dysfunction. Sure. It's only a problem if if you have mismatched libidos and one of you might have physical touch, love language as a number one importance. Yeah. Well,
1: mine's forty percent, so yeah, it would be a problem for me. Yeah, Absolutely.
2: Yep. So then they're the couples that if you have very mismatched libidos and. Uh, you really need to come in and see someone and see whether you can meet in the middle between your two drives if you want to, if you feel really loved. Um, And you don't have to. Mm. You have to think, you know, what feels right for me if I'm going to really resent the person by having sex more often and really be repulsed by them then you you don't want to move past that. So, But that could be caused by other things in the relationship like resentment over housework or conflict resolution.
1: Sure. Okay. So how do we get into this spot? I guess that's a question that, a lot of people will be thinking, wow, sometimes I think that I just don't have time for sex any more than once a month because life is going at a million miles an hour. And I guess that's probably the start of it. So if it is something that's important and we recognize that we're probably not connecting with our partner sexually as much as we want to for the health of the relationship in a therapeutic setting. How would you go about addressing that?
2: It's such a complicate a complex uh, area, you know, that couldn't be done safely in eight minutes. But I suppose I can validate that, you know, the cultures having the most sexless, sexless marriages are apparently um, the U.S. and Australia and Japan, wow. because we work, we work and work and work and we're exhausted. And, you know, and that doesn't make much time for um, quality time together, romance, speaking well to each other, uh, things like that. Whereas the countries that say apparently have the most sex mm. are, you know, a lot of the countries that have a siesta or a long lunch break or, you know, romance is part of their culture, you know?
1: Yeah. And pleasure and senses and, yeah. yeah
2: dancing with each other, like couples dancing, not dancing, just looking at the floor, To doof music, like, (laughs) (laughs) which is good too, but yeah, not
1: half as much fun as couples dancing. (laughs)
2: Yeah, well, it's definitely a lot of the elements that would turn a woman on uh, are not part of the working uh, workaholic cultures, so Western cultures. So, yeah, yeah, uh, uh, there are still a lot of men that testosterone will just make them want it anyway whether you're connected or not and women are going yeah but I don't there's no emotional connection you know there's no seduction there's no romance like I don't feel anything it feels like cleaning the oven yeah and then there's the opposite also there's lots of women with high sex drive and men with lower because they're feeling exhausted or pressured yeah I really
1: feel that um we do as a culture. You're exactly right. We're workaholics. We yeah. run and we and we try to be superwoman. You and I, before we went on air, had a, had a chat about our prospective kids and the work that we're doing and that, you know, we could be weaving house and all yeah. of this stuff. And it's just incredibly long hours. And we hold ourselves to an incredibly high standard. And I have really found that making that time for connection and even sensory, so making that time to connect with myself even mm. before I can give sexually to somebody else mm. is so important and we don't embrace that enough so even things like a bubble bath with a candle or you know smelling a candle that is your favorite scent and it really gets you in touch with your senses and reminds you that you know you're a hot-blooded female and you you are a sensual creature and you're not just this machine um, that's that's working and is a mother and cooks and cleans and that sort of thing. And I think as women, we really struggle with that, finding our identity and our sensuality in the midst of all of that chaos and lack of time.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm. Most women, a lot of women are fantasising about sleeping for a week. Like <laughs> yeah. that's all they want to do. And, and some men too. Like, uh, And we don't have the village anymore, the nuclear family. Uh, it's too much for two people to, to be everything to their kids, to each other, to, you know. So that self-care you're pointing out, it really uh, reminds me of Snark's book, The Passionate Marriage. Right. And he talks about taking responsibility for our own sexuality and sexiness and doing those things, living an erotic lifestyle ourselves without relying on our partner's horniness for us. Yes. For us to get in the mood. Yep. We've kind of got to pack away the granny panties and wear nice lingerie to work just for ourselves.
1: Yeah, I'm a big believer in that. Yep. Um, yeah, I went to Kmart the other day and I did need some underwear and I looked at the Bonds and I went, you know what? The lacy stuff's the same price. I'm getting the lacy stuff.
2: <laughs> the Bonds is <are> so comfy. <laughs> it is, but that's not what we're talking that's about true, here. That's true, that's <laughs> true. <laughs> But you're right. You're right, and and even Esther Perel has a great book called "Mating in Captivity."
1: Yes, she's amazing. Yeah, Yeah. if you haven't seen her TED Talk, people get onto YouTube and find it. It's amazing.
2: Yeah, Mm. she talks about we need to feel desired, and you know sometimes we have to work on what what did we do in the beginning that made us feel sexy. You know, that, you know, she talks about the reason people have affairs is because the imagination and the verve and the effort we go to when, if you have an affair, if you just did that in your married relationship, your long term relationship, you would definitely bring back. If you've had some chemistry in the beginning, you can definitely bring it back. But a lot of people don't put that effort in with a long term partner because. Once we're very familiar and we've kind of sacrificed passion for security. Yes. Because it's scary to see our partner as an autonomous sexual being, you know. Yeah. Uh, on some level we might have some anxiety in them about us. Yeah. And so we, we just play, you know, mum and dad being a good mum and dad and good workers and, and we forget that, oh, we might see them sometimes talking at a conference and we might go, oh, they're actually very attractive. Yeah.
1: Nice (laughs) butt in those pants. Yeah.
2: Yeah. (laughs) But we take each other for granted. Yeah, we do.
1: And, um, you know, and just those little, you know, those little effort things. I mean, I know, you know, my female girlfriend's Uh, sort of go, you know, I just wanted to bring me flowers or give me a break or whatever. But, you know, we can also, you know, shave our legs if we want to or, you know, or or rub in the moisturiser or whatever and print ourselves like we did in the beginning because there's that sort of helps with getting in touch with our sensual side as well.
2: Yeah, and I mean, a lot of guys don't even need that. They they don't even need us to do that stuff. But if we feel better doing yes. that stuff, because a lot of women, your sex drive is are commonly blocked by negative body image. Yes. You don't feel like having sex because you put some weight on or you you don't look as good in a pencil skirt and you just avoid having sex because you think he sees that too, but he doesn't.
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I mean, I I get that. But, yeah, I'm a really big believer in um, indulging, as women, indulging our sensual side because that does play out in the bedroom. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. Gabrielle, fascinating. Chad, once again, hope you all got a lot out of this. Run yourselves a bath and, uh, you know, it's that time of night so the kids should be asleep.
2: So, yeah, let us know how you go. <laughs> and put a lock on your bedroom door.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Great tip. <laughs> you heard it here first on Lipstick After Dark. Thanks, Gabrielle.
2: You're welcome.
0: Want some love and sex advice? Searching for the answer to your complex, confusing, or downright awkward questions. The queen of the Newcastle drag scene is in the building. It's time for In Bed with Timberlina on After Dark.
1: Week of Pride Month, and what better way to celebrate than with our Queen of Newcastle Drag, Tim Welcome back to Lipstick After Dark.
3: Yay, I'm back. Thanks for having me. Always a
1: pleasure. Now, today's questions are a little bit uh, sexual in nature. Oh,
3: yeah, just
1: the way that it's happened this week. Okay.
3: Yes, I like it. I'm mm. down. Okay, I'm into it.
1: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You did say a couple of weeks ago that the most sexual excitement you're getting is coming in here and listening to people's sex issues. It's, I hope that that's improved for you. It's still the truth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Look, um, we we might start a campaign.
3: And we're both fully dressed. Just letting you know. <laughs> oh yes, we are.
1: Yes, it's too cold to be anything else. Hello. Yes. Oh, dear. Okay. (laughs) I'm in my onesie. No, not really. Okay. (laughs) I wish I was. (laughs) Uh, All right. Dear Timberlina, my question is quite simple.
3: Does penis size matter? Not at all. No. I don't think... As long as they know how to use it or you can help them use it, I don't think it matters. I don't think it matters at all. Like, it's a penis. It is. It is in all of its glory. Yeah. I just, like... Every time I've been with someone, like, a penis, it doesn't matter. Like, as long as they can do the job and what you want it to do, and if it's not doing that, utilise it somehow else. Right, yeah, because there's more than one way to skin a cash, isn't there? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> I've never tried that before. But <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like you just need to – if you're worried about penis size, I think you have a lot of other things that you need to be worrying about in your life, to be honest. But Exactly. Like – A penis is a penis and they're delicious.
1: They are. Like a lollipop. I've never met one I don't like. Exactly. (laughs) Right. So, no, it doesn't matter. Have you asked your girlfriends this question?
3: No, but I did so randomly last night. I was like, I feel like all penises are the same, except they're either cut or uncut.
1: Well, funny you should say that.
3: <laughs> oh,
0: really?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Here is the next question. What a lead-in! We didn't even script that. Okay, you're I'm just that good. <laughs> you're that good. You're psychic. Okay, dear Timberlina, do I need to treat an uncircumcised penis differently than a circumcised one during oral sex?
3: No, I don't think so. Well, I don't treat them any different. They're all the same. I mean. Depends how much foreskin they have. You might have to pull it back a little bit, but no. And make sure that if they are uncut, make sure they're clean. Yes.
1: (laughs) Yes. We don't want any...
3: What's the correct term? (laughs) I have no idea what the correct term is there. Any (laughs) juju?
2: That stuff.
3: You know what we're talking about.
1: The white stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so. that all needs to be. But, yeah, look, I really feel, um, you know, that uncircumcised or circumcised, if it's standing at attention, it doesn't really – it's not a lot different either way, is it? Nah. It's nah. sort of only really – the foreskin's only really an issue if we're not completely erect.
3: Yes. Yes. Correct.
1: And then you, need, you do need to be a little bit gentle with pulling it back a bit. Oh, yeah, don't yank because that will hurt a lot. Yeah, it will Oh, stop. I don't even have one and I'm wincing.
3: <laughs> have you ever heard, like, heard of, like, when someone's ripped it and it started bleeding? Like, just think of that every time you see that. <laughs> oh, I've
1: never heard of it personally. But, um, ouch. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, be a little bit gentle with that. Oh,
3: that's dear. probably Yeah, just be gentle. Mm. At all times, all of them. Yes. Don't bite them. Yeah. Worship them. <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> Treat them with respect and care. Yes. <laughs> okay. Dear Timberlina, how much is too much masturbation?
3: There's never
4: enough.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Breakfast, lunch and dinner?
3: Yeah. All day long. Um, I don't think you. there is too much. I mean, if it's starting to get red raw, then I feel like you've hit your point, but... Other than that, I don't think there's any issues at all. I did do an interview uh, oh. a couple of
1: weeks ago, yeah. Like, I'll tell you what, I'm getting such an education. Yeah. I'm nearly a sex expert <laughs> now. So, and, and there is a, a school of thought that if you spank the monkey a little bit too much, that you can get brain fog because as a man, you, your job thinks, like after you've ejaculated, that your job's done. What do you wow. think about that? I like mean, that makes sense, total sense. It does. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so maybe, maybe I, oh, maybe if you got a big day, you might not want to do it before. Yeah, because it might put you off your game a bit.
3: Yeah, that's interesting, isn't it? So don't masturbate before work. Masturbate after work. <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> come, it's a, it's come, a
3: nighttime activity. A
1: nighttime activity. Come home, have a glass of wine.
3: So after this show, you can go and masturbate.
1: Yes, not before. We'll put you in the mood before, yes. yeah, and then we've done our work. Off you go to the bathroom. Yeah. So-,
3: <laughs> so maybe there is a little bit too much. Um, so. so
1: I can see the cogs turning here yeah. and you're thinking, I might need to wind it back a bit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I need to get late. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Call one 800 Timberline to set up a date. Yeah.
3: Very busy Sli- schedule. Slide into my DMs. Yes,
1: <laughs> slide into the DMs and uh, very busy schedule, but we, we are great at time management and we will slot you in. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> All right. Here's, here's one. Okay. I'm interested to know this. What do men think about during sex?
3: I don't know. I'm a female. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so you're like me, like the shopping list. And yeah.
3: yeah. yeah, Scheduling tomorrow. Have I
1: fed the dog? <laughs> yep. I think,
3: well, if they're doing it right, they should be thinking about their next step, really. And then during the moment they're in, if they're thinking about, other stuff, I don't think they're in the right headspace. No. Like, you need to be enjoying it. You need to be in that space. You need to be connecting with the person that you're with and overall enjoying the situation that you're in, not, like, thinking about footy with the boys, because that's probably a bit creepy, but... It
1: is, if you're having <laughs> sex and thinking about the boys, yeah. Like, I mean, you know, in, in a heterosexual relationship, yeah, yeah, thinking
3: about footy with the boys would be but also, weird. if you're thinking about, like, in a gay relationship with two men and they're thinking about other boys, is that the right situation? I
1: don't think so. Yeah. I think that, yeah, you should be completely engrossed in the moment. And, you know, in the conversations that I've had with my man friends, uh, you know, they're just concerned about whether or not you're enjoying it. Uh, yeah. And uh, they're in the moment, which, yeah. you know, they actually can, uh, men can actually Switch off a little bit better than what women can, and if you're thinking about the grocery list, uh, stop it, and uh, you know think about think about you know where you are and how lucky you are to be having sex because Timberline is not having any, yeah, and she's very jealous.
3: <laughs> I can do the grocery list for you while you're having sex. <laughs>
1: I love it. All right. Last question for today. Should I tell my significant other about my sexual fantasies? Hmm,
3: double-edged sword. Yes. You should? Yeah, totally should. I mean, why wouldn't you? Well... That is my question to you. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I mean... I feel like if you're in a committed relationship, I feel like you need to be open so you are both getting satisfied enough in the relationship. Otherwise, I feel like that's when people start to get bored and they start looking into other stuff, thinking about other stuff. Um, so I feel like and maybe you're on the same wavelength.
1: Yeah. And I think they're fantasies. So it's not like you necessarily need to act them all out, but it's interesting to get an insight into your partner's mind yeah, in terms of what they like mm, and what they think about. Yeah, and that doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, it's outrageous and they have to act on it. So, yeah, yeah I think it's an interesting after-dinner conversation to have. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Or at dinner. <laughs> <laughs> or at
3: dinner. Just not yeah. with the kids around probably. No, No, probably not appropriate. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Where are we this week, my love? Uh, So five Sawyers, and then where else am I? Um, Oh! My disco cabaret show is on Friday night. Tell me about that. So there's a huge lineup. We've got seven performers, including myself. It's around that disco theme with some modern-day songs thrown in there just to break it up. And we're at the Well Bar, which is located at 48 Watt Street. Beautiful. Um, and it's like a dinner and show style. <gasps> We've got two sittings, 6.30 till – no, 6 till 8 and then 8.30 till 10.30. Um, Amazing. Yeah. It's very oh very exciting. So that's Friday and then... Glitter and disco balls right up my alley. Uh-huh, totally. Mm. We'll be all there. And then Saturday I'm at Windell Gateshead Bowling Club. Excellent. For your bingo show? Yep, bingo show.
1: Awesome. Yeah. Okay. Well, that is going to be a fun weekend for you, my friend. Yes, I can't wait. Always. Okay, thanks so much, Timberlina, for joining us on Lipstick After Dark.
0: Thanks. Bye.
3: You're listening to Lipstick
0: After Dark on Newcastle Live Radio.
1: It's the last week of Pride Month and that means That it's time for our last Installment of Transition which has been Our feature story this Month during June I welcome back for the final time to Lipstick After Dark, Sebi How are you my love? I'm
4: great, this is Really sad. It actually is Really sad. Yeah, like the mood just Got so much more somber. I know Uh, I I can't believe Pride Month's ending Why is it only a month? It should be a whole year It should be. Pride year. Yeah (laughs) Yeah. All right. so how
1: we've chronicled your journey about your uh, your growing up and your revelation that you know you identified as a woman mm-hmm. your journey to start on blockers and then on hormones and that's where we got up to last week yes so I guess the big question is, and that is sort of where you're sitting in your journey, that you've just started hormones and are experiencing what we all experienced in year six, which is really sore boobs <laughs> as they come in.
4: Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. That is happening.
1: Yeah. So I guess to
4: round this out, my question to you is what's next for Sibby? What is next for me? Um, well, I mean, at the moment I'm kind of sitting in this really like I I feel like I'm the best I've ever been in my whole entire life. I'm at a very comfortable place with myself and the world around me and the way I perceive that world. And, um, I, I don't know. I'm kind of just watching the effects of the hormones slowly, um, happen. I'm watching my face soften, my skin's cleared up. Um, And um, my paws are shrinking, (laughs) which is fun. Okay, Um, I'm jealous. (laughs) (laughs) So I guess at the moment I'm just in this like kind of, in a way, euphoria. I mean, it's like I'm not really – I'm in like – I guess, for lack of a better word, a transitional period. Yes. (laughs) Literally, but...
1: Why did we come up with that, calling this transition? I don't know why.
4: Yeah, I couldn't couldn't tell you. That doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, But it makes sense now. I don't know it makes sense. Um, What am I saying? Okay, what I am saying is I'm in this, like, great place where I don't feel the need to rush out and something or be something, whatever, I'm, I'm slowly learning about myself and finding myself and, um, I don't know. I, I used to live each day focusing on what my future will be. And now I've found that I live each day for each day and I don't spend time focusing on the future because I can't control that and I have no idea what's going to happen Um, and how my life will unfold and how lucky or unlucky I may be in love or in, um, in work or in fortune or whatever. But at the moment I'm in this very Zen place where I'm coming to learn my body. I'm becoming in tune with my body and my soul. I sound like so hippie, but I like, I I mean it like I, I don't know. I, I, I'm just spending time at the moment trying to really find out who sebi is as a person because i feel like my whole life i projected myself off of the other people around me and i created um different sides of my personality from what i enjoyed about others or celebrities or whatever and now i honestly in just the last like a week or so i've just been like every time I'm like trying to go to sleep or whatever, I start thinking about like my past mistakes or whatever. And I'm not judging myself for them. And I'm not questioning why it took me so long to figure this part of my life out because it only is just one part of my life. It's nothing like, it's not everything. It's not my whole personality. It's not my, um, my whole being, but I've, I've just been reassessing and reevaluating and thinking about like, who i want to be and how i want to portray myself and what i truly feel are the things i love and care about and want to pursue in this life so i don't know at the moment what's next now for me is um just like really trying to find myself as much as you can as a 20 uh, like a 20 year old yeah so yeah, I'm just soul searching. I'm using I got tarot cards. i'm I'm getting spiritual. Love I love it It's just like I'm just trying new things I'm I i I, was, I even just down to my wardrobe like I was looking at my wardrobe and I was like, look, I love pink. There's a little bit too much of it now. I don't know <laughs> like I think I want like. I want more basics like I went out and bought jeans that's so random for me like if I'm going out to the stores they'll be like get me the weirdest top you can find and I'm gonna make it look good but now I just don't like I just I want to ground myself I think at the moment that's what's next for me I'm grounding myself and I'm yeah yeah
1: and I guess the pink was a little bit of a um a nod to the fact that you weren't completely where you wanted to be. Exactly. I was trying so, to embrace the
4: femininity. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. yeah. But now
1: that femininity is within you, that yeah. you're feeling the need to sort of, you know, just go, go into other colours. I mean, yeah, yeah. you're not, Look, you're not Reese Witherspoon in Legally Blonde Love. <laughs> These are the I colours. do wish I
4: was. <laughs> Actually, speaking of which, I wanted to watch that last night and I didn't. Damn it, I'm going to watch that tonight. <laughs> um. Okay, so look, this has been a really beautiful
1: series and I've really appreciated you being so candid with your journey. Um, it's just amazing to see you step into who you really are and the joy that you're getting from that and the people around you that are watching this transition. It is an absolute privilege to watch, my friend.
4: <laughs> I'm going to cry in your house right now. (laughs) I love you. Thank you for letting me do this. Thank you for supporting me and always being there for me and, um, never treating me any different. Um, you're just as horrible as like to me now as you were back then. (laughs) There's no difference. Um, no, I'm, I'm very grateful. I'm very grateful for the people I surround myself with and, um, the abundance that my life, um, creates and shares. I'm very, 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 very lucky. I'm very happy.
1: Sebby, thank you for being on Lipstick After Dark. And we will catch up with you in a few months' time and just check in on your journey yeah, and how yeah, it's going. Give me going. a
4: boob update. Excellent. <laughs>
1: Look forward to that. That was Sebby in our final instalment of Transition. You're listening to Lipstick After Dark.
0: Fancy a quickie? quickie? Nikki from Flirt Adult Store joins us with this week's Hot Sex Toy Tip on Quickie with Nikki on After Dark.
1: There's always time for a quickie. And this week is no exception. We welcome back Nikki from the Flirt Adult Store for the quickie with Nikki. How are you today, my love? Uh- Good. Hi, everyone. (laughs) Today we're talking about a subject that, you know, you introduced me to on the very first show that we did, Nikki, Mm -hmm. and uh, I need some more information. We're talking about something that has sort of worked its way, I guess, into our sexual repertoires more and more Mm -hmm. often, and that is pegging.
5: Explain to us what pegging pegging. is. (laughs) So pegging is a sexual act where the man's anus is penetrating by a woman who's usually wearing like a strap-on dildo, and it is mostly heterosexuals because it's penetrating the man. Um, But this act is great. It will stimulate the man's prostate, leading to the man being able to have a really mind-blowing orgasm without ever having to touch his penis. So it's um, becoming really popular.
1: So, obviously, we've touched on it before. Lube is essential and... Uh, oh, definitely. Yeah, but it is sort of... I guess we, we sort of put it down to something that, that wasn't really on the table for men, but I've noticed recently that it is slipping into vernacular a lot more. At the store, are you seeing more of an increase in people buying products to uh, bring pegging I into their, their repertoire, yeah? Yeah,
5: yeah. There's lots of... Um and these, these guys will be coming in in tradie outfits. You, you don't know who's going to walk in. You might think they're coming in to buy their partner a toy and then they're coming in to talk about getting a new strap on harness because they're going to be pegged later. Um, and I ask a question, I go, so what made you kind of get into it? Was it prostate play that you first enjoyed or was it the act of surrendering yourself to somebody different and giving her? And nine times out of 10, um, the answer is the same. They just love the prostate being stimulated. And why do it themselves when they can have their partner doing it and have that intimate moment together?
1: Wow. Okay.
5: So Yeah, it's really popular. Yeah.
1: All right. So where would we start if we wanted to introduce pegging? So what toys should we look at?
5: I would look at a strap-on harness for her to wear, and that would just give her the ability to have like a penis-shaped object to insert into his. So I would start with... Um, getting a really nice strap on harness, one that fits you really well, and then you can swap out the different sizes. So you could start with, you know, a four inch, which is quite, you know, on the smaller side of the dildo scale, and then you can work your way up as, you know, time goes on. So I'm definitely a, strap on toy eat clean for a few days and just make sure that everything's really you know nice up there Right. and um, do some research on your positions because there are certain positions that are going to be better to stimulate that prostate for him so missionary is really great and it's the best way of keeping eye to eye contact therefore you can see from their face if they're really enjoying it or not And then you've got the doggy position, which is obviously the most submissive of them all. And that's a really good position from, you know, giving that kind of doggy style penetration to him and, you know, having him kind of underneath you. And then you've got the cowboy, which you can sit on top. And it's another way that you can control how much is actually going into, you know, they're on top. They can control how much of the toy that they're actually putting in. So it's it's really cool. It's becoming so popular. It's becoming something that, you know, 10 years ago, no one talked about. And now it's on everyone's lips. Like it's literally so on trend to do at the moment and strap on harnesses are flying out the door in our stores.
1: Wow. And, you know, ladies yeah. and gentlemen, you thought that trends that were only pertaining to fashion, but apparently... Exactly. <laughs> Things, the new one. Oh, I love it! I love it, and they come in some yeah. funky colors too. You have shown me some. Oh
5: yeah, yeah. yeah. There's, there's great sizes, great you know, great um, materials that they're made of. You can get some that vibrate, some that don't, some that have little thrusting abilities. There's just they're they're endless. There's so many different ones that you can get, and there's and because they're detached, you can actually do some anal training on your own. So. Um, you know, the man can detach it, pop it in the shower and he can, you know, have a bit of toy play and get to know the toy before the pegging. So, yeah, they're fantastic. Excellent. So,
1: obviously, you have these available on your website, Nikki, and in store yep, if people want to yep. investigate and I'm sure that your staff are very helpful with getting people started with this yep. as well. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So, where can so they you- find you? <laughs>
5: So you can find us at Um and then you search in Pegging and it's going to bring up every single toy that you can get. But you can also pop into our Newcastle location, which is at 90 Beaumont Street. See the girls in there. They're really friendly. But if you do shop online, we do have an exclusive code for your listeners and it's after dark 30 in capitals. That will get you 30% off anything you want in our online store to get all your pegging needs, get everything that you need and go out there and get pegged.
1: Excellent. Sounds like fun, Nikki. Thanks so much for joining us. That was Nikki from the Flirt Adult Store with the Quickie with Nikki here on Lipstick After Dark.
0: Grab your wine, put your headphones on and relax. It's time to rip open the cover of the sealed section and delve deep. But be warned, it's adults only. It's After Dark with Louise Wilkinson from 8pm every Thursday night. Only on Newcastle Live Radio.